Hey guys, this is the Final Flight Podcast for Throwers, brought to you by Track Barn, your one-stop shop for custom apparel, bags, and equipment. Use the code MEMES15 at trackbarn.com to get 15% off your purchase this track season. Also, be sure to follow Track Barn on Twitter and Instagram at trackbarn. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Final Flight Podcast for Throwers. This is episode 7 of season 2. Today we have a special treat. We have two members of the Memphis Throw Squad, Samantha Linton and Amber Simpson. This episode has tons of information for international athletes looking to throw at the U.S. colleges. I want to thank Sam and Amber for taking time to come on the show. If you're not already, give them a follow on Instagram. You can find Sam at Samantha.Linton and Amber at AmberJoanX, two X's, and also follow at Memphis Throws. And if you already, give us a follow as well on Instagram at Memes for Throwers. Thank you for listening and enjoy episode seven of season two of the Final Flight Podcast for Throwers. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Final Flight Podcast for Throwers. Today I'm joined by two teammates from one of the best throw squads in the NCAA. Our first guest is a sophomore from Toowoomba, Queensland, Australia. She competes in hammer, discus, and shot put. In her short career, she has 24 top three performances and is a two-time NCAA East Preliminary Qualifier in the discus and a two-time All-American Athletic Conference in the discus as well. The other guest is originally from Shotton, Flintshire, Wales. She competes in the indoor weight and discus and hammer. She has eight top three finishes and in 2019 was an NCAA East preliminary qualifier as well. I'm so excited to hear about their experiences at Memphis University. Please join me in welcoming Samantha Lenton and Amber Simpson. Thanks for coming on the show, ladies. Hello. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's just, it's just kind of, uh, different cause normally I just do one-on-one and, uh, it was, it was cool to kind of, you know, get the perspective of having both of you guys on here. Cause I think it's really interesting. And for those of you who are out there listening, um, which are maybe just maybe your parents. And so they already know these stories or whatever, and maybe a couple of teammates, <laughs> but, um, for those that you don't know, um, for whatever reason, Memphis is kind of the hub for a lot of the like landing spots for international uh, athletes to come out there. Um, can you guys maybe just kind of give an idea uh, first off of like, you know, how did you go about like choosing, like potentially coming out to this way? Were there other offers uh, that you might have had, um, you know, to potentially go elsewhere? Um, well, mine was thankfully pretty straightforward. Um, while I was still in high school, I, I was thankfully went to a private all girls high school, but I had um, one college reach out when I was 14, but they, they didn't reach out directly to me. They came through the school, but at the time I was kind of like tied down to a coach. So I said no. And then as I got a little bit older and after I graduated high school, um, I contemplated giving up throwing because I just didn't see any, um, further avenues for it in um, Australia because of, you know, there was like Danny Samuels or Stevens at the top and I just kind of always looked up to him. I was like, wow, I don't know if we'll ever get there. Um, and then um, I actually reached out to one of the guys or sorry, he reached out to me at a competition um, and Michael Kritikos, he was on the Memphis um, track team as a javelin thrower 
and he actually put me in contact with the coach and then three months later I came to Memphis and I had a few other teams reach out but they were more div two and I wasn't willing to pay for college over here because I felt like I was good enough and without saying deserving I just feel like that opportunity yes thank you that's the way to put it yeah. mine was thankfully pretty straightforward um yeah so Sam like just to kind of follow up with you so you know what brought you back because you thought you potentially that you were going to be done like what what was it that you thought that you still had more to give was it um like passion or was it just kind of like continuing education or what was it for you um I'm not sure if you've uh, if some of your athletes have felt it, but if it gets to a point with every sport where you get so frustrated with whether or not something goes well or not, and you kind of teeter on the point and it's whether you push forward and keep, you know, kind of building on it as to whether you keep going with the sport. And I'd kind of reached that point. I'd graduated high school. I eventually want to get into um, criminal justice. That's a really time heavy job. Um, and I just was mentally weighing up whether it would be a good idea to keep throwing and, you know, just working a part-time job in order to keep going or whether it would be better to drop it and move forward with my career. And thankfully I kept going with it and I've got a degree and some great friends and an amazing opportunity overseas. So That's yeah. awesome. And, and Amber, like kind of like same token, like, you know, what kind of got you the avenue to, to get to Memphis? Uh, well, mine was quite a peculiar uh, story, really. I'd never really considered America before because I'm from um, where I'm from. I didn't even have a hammer coach or anything like that. Like me and my dad built upon this like together, just ourselves. Um, so, I, you know, we were just using like YouTube videos, hoping that, you know, I'm doing it right. And like we'd ask opinions of other coaches uh, from like across you know, the country and stuff like that, who weren't actually available to be there for me. Um, so I, I mean, I'd already applied to universities in the UK by the time. And then um, a college reached out to me and um, I started uh, talking with them and they said, like, have you considered coming to America? And I, I, um, I was just like, I was kind of baffled by the, uh, by the opportunity actually. And I, you know, I took it heads on. I'd never spoken to any other school before. And um, like I decided like, yeah, I'll like commit to you. But then um, there was scholarship issues and then they were delaying when they wanted me to come out. So I just decided to really just put myself out there. Um, I communicated with a lot of different schools in America, um, a lot of big schools and like a lot of little schools, too, because I wasn't really educated. Like I didn't even know what a division one, a division two was or anything like that. I was like, what's the NCAA? I had no clue. But um, <laughs> I spoke to a lot of these different schools. And then, um, I mean, I always remember my first email from my coach, coach Rob, and it just stood out from every other email that I, like every other coach I'd spoken to. And I was just like, I felt like this was the right school for me. So I communicated with him um, a lot and he was really personable and like, was really great and then I just decided to commit here like and um it was just it was it was quite a fast process for me because I'd, I'd made my decision like had the feeling about Memphis and stuff like that and then um yeah and then I came out here in uh, 2018. That's awesome and I mean obviously you know both it's it's different for like people who hit the states where like you know hey I'm just gonna you know, I live in Washington and I'm going to go to school down in Arizona, you know, and I'm just going to take a flight that's like, 
but, you know, just like I take a flight or, you know, maybe just a, a couple, you know, long, you know, long drive just to, you know, see the places and whatnot. But obviously, like having to like, you know, make a decision and like pack up things and like, you know, head, you know, across into just a kind of, a, you know, obviously a foreign country in America, like you said, like not knowing like what was going on. But, you know, for those who are listening, who are kind of in the same boat, like kind of maybe like, is it, you know, how do I adjust? Like what, you know, what are things that I I'm, I need to like experience? Like, like what are things that were, um, you know, just things that they're kind of apprehensive about as far as like moving like across, across away from home? Um, what are maybe like two part questions? So, like one would be like, what are things that you know now that you wish you would have known like before you left, you know, like for those to give that advice. And then maybe like, what is it about like coming over here that you're like, Oh, I'm so glad that I made that decision to like, to do that. Cause obviously leaving family and leaving what's familiar is so hard to do. Um, and there's maybe, there may be throwers out there who are missing opportunities because what they don't know is what they don't know. And they're not leaving because of, because of the fear of like, of leaving family. So maybe you can kind of give them some courage and advice um, and speak to, to what they're maybe going through. Yeah. Do you want to give this? Yeah. I mean, well, for me, I mean, and I'm sure it's the same for Sam as well. Like my first time in America was when I decided to just pack my bags and move here. So it was like (laughs) a big leap of faith for me. I, I didn't know anyone here. And, um, like, you know, I got to the airport. I was like, I don't know who's picking me up. I don't know this. I don't know that. The only person I'd spoken to is, um, my coach. Um, so I, like, it was a big leap of faith. And I think it is like, it was for both of us, but, um, but like one piece of advice I'd always give is like, when you go in somewhere that's far away from home, you're not the only person who's far away from home. Mm-hmm. So you do make, um, I mean, I came from like a small household where I'm an only child and everything like that. So I'm like really close to my parents and my family. Um, but I would say like coming out here at like the friends I made are like, like they're like my American family. And it's like, you like the opportunity to um, meet other people who are like-minded, who have the same interests as you, like same, same goals as you to throw far, like do well or like improve. It's, it's very refreshing and it's, it's risky, but at the same time, it like opens up a new world to you mm-hmm. as well. I'd agree with that. Yeah. You just got to have faith in the process. Um, when I, I originally almost didn't get accepted into Memphis and into the um, Div 1 Collegiate in general because um, the high school I went to, I took kind of like a um, the, the necessary English and math that I needed to to pass and graduate. Um, and I ended up getting accepted into Memphis and I flew over and when I got here, they realized that I was half a credit short on my English and my math. And that almost meant that I wasn't eligible to compete or to study or anything within the collegiate system. Um, and thankfully everything planned out. Um, and I'm, I'm here right now and I graduate December, but one thing that I would definitely, um, encourage reach out, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, people are, People can seem intimidating maybe online, but I'd like to think that we're a lot friendlier if people come to us and ask questions. Yeah. Um, I have no problem helping people get over here because the the problem for me was I had to wake up at what 1am, 2am to try and get answers. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can find similar people who have similar goals or even just 
don't be afraid to talk about it in general. That's yeah. my biggest thing. That's the one thing that I learned. Don't be afraid to talk. You will, like, I, I'm really close with my family like Amber is. I have um, a younger brother and both my parents. Um, and I miss them dearly. Um, but they're only a phone call away. Um, and I, I thankfully get to see them at least once a year. So I'm yeah. blessed. Yeah. And, and so getting over there, like, what is, what is the thing that you are, are most like excited about? Like, like what was, what was something that was probably like the most surprising for you that you're like, Oh man, like this is like so much better or not maybe so much better, but like kind of like I, that was, I was, I was fearful of that, but yet it's not, you not as bad as I, as I think of, I think of it. Well, um, <laughs> so as someone who watched a lot of like, um, Hollywood adaptations of what college would be like yeah. <laughs> I came into it a little bit daunted I just like I kind of had an idea of what I would expect especially when I came into like a college team and I stepped in and like Amber said it was just full of like-minded people who in my case wanted to throw really far um and were really encouraging with what mm -hmm. everyone around them wanted to do yeah um yeah don't be afraid of meeting new people and jumping into a situation if you know you trust the coach or you trust the people that you've spoken to about it because I mean what's the worst that could happen I guess yeah I mean <laughs> yeah I completely agree with that I um yeah <laughs> I agree with that <laughs> yeah. oh. and I, I mean obviously you know, we, we always have fears about, you know, stepping out and just kind of trying new things. And whether that's like, yeah. you know, leaving your family to go throw, a, you know, across the, you know, at a different, you know, continent or, mm -hmm. you know, whether that's like just trying a new event because it's, it's something that's so foreign to you. Um, you know, obviously. Oh gosh, the new event. <laughs> Sorry, can I just take a hot second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm about to throw you from the bus here. <laughs> The weight throw. <laughs> Only the Americans could make us do the weight throw. It's a different event for me. Oh. Um, we don't, uh, in Australia, we don't really have the weight throw. No. In the Europe, they don't really have it either. No. Uh, we came into here and there's this really heavy ball and we're trying to throw it like a hammer throw. Uh, that's definitely a new event. And uh, <laughs> Coach gave me this weight and I was like, what is that? <laughs> we picked it up and we went oh <laughs> fell like forward like, yeah I don't yeah. I don't know where the weight throw came from I don't even know how it started but obviously in like high schools I mean let's just th throws clubs like here in America like of, you know sometimes or mo majority of the time the, the first time they actually pick up the weight too is 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 in the universities as well so yeah. don't know where it came from but I'd love to have a very interesting conversation with whoever made it up yeah <laughs> I only like it when it's going well. Amen. <laughs> Rare. Yeah, there's there's a there's a love hate. I mean, there's love hate with uh, yeah more hate than there is love with the, for the weight throw for sure. But you know, it, I was not a fan of it either. I try to steer steer clear of it as as much it's as hot. I could. It's a temperamental mistress. Sometimes yeah. you have great days. Some days not yeah. so much. Yeah. Um. What, so, you you know, Sam, you kind of talked a little bit about, like, you know, what you thought college was like from, you know, depiction of the movies and everything. But, like, yeah. maybe you guys can kind of share, like, what are what are one or two, like, big culture shocks of, like, uh, things out there in Memphis? Because, I mean, what's crazy about, I mean, 
no, no, no knock on Memphis, but it, you know, it's, it's, it's a different part of like, you know, America. Right. So like you have, yes, you know, the, the hustle and bustle over it, you know, in New York city, you have, you know, the glitz and glamor, which is down like in Southern California and, you know, out here in, in the Pacific Northwest where I'm in Washington, Oregon, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot of mountains, greenery, like it rains a lot and everything like that. So, um, you know, what are, what are some of the culture shocks? Like when you guys entered like at the school that you're like, besides like driving on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that yeah. one. For the first like two weeks, I thought I was going to crash all the time because you, you drive on a different side of the road. So it's just like, you. I don't know. I just thought I was going to die. Um, the fact that you guys can turn right on a red light. What is that about? <laughs> Every time I get so scared, I'm like, oh my God, they're moving. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Ooh. Oh. Um, Oh, I've, I've got one that I can think of. Yeah, go on. Back in Australia, um, guns aren't legal. Yes. Um, that, was a, that was a pretty big culture shock. Um, yeah, people stress, stay strapped quite frequently in Memphis. They like to keep it very real. Um, <laughs> well, but, Memphis is great, by the way. Oh, like no knock on Memphis. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just like a, a massive culture shock that yeah. it took. Like it's normal for everyone, but for us it's so Especially weird. in America, too. I'd say like um, a culture shock to me was the um, was like the look of like what the representation of student athletes in college. Mm. Um, I mean, in Britain, like unless you play in soccer, like they don't really care about many other sports so much. So, like coming uh, and like when you go to university, that you, you don't get scholarships like you do here. Um, like the most you'll get is probably like a free gym membership if you're really good at sports or something like that. Like there's not a lot of money in it mm -hmm. as there is here. And like coming here and seeing that there's like, like the community like actively. follows, like actively follows the, the athletics for us. And like the fact that like, you know. They root for you. Like yeah. you'll look down the street and you'll have people be like, hey, like you did really well. Yeah. And like, they know that like people are like, oh, like what sport do you do? Like for me, it was really enlightening seeing that like people like respect, like respect you because you do a sport or like mm -hmm. the fact that you're able to um, like make changes and like, and like enlighten other people too. Mm -hmm. So like kind of bouncing off what Em said a bit as like, there's so many opportunities that we get from being a student athlete in general. Um, we, we thankfully have a really good, um, like, uh, student athlete development, uh, kind of program and they help put us in touch with different, um, like career long advisors or mentors potentially. Yeah. So that's one thing that I really appreciate the opportunity and the community. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Um, I mean, there may be an answer to this question or not, but I'm just curious to know, like, is, is there any, any negative um, feedback or whatever thing that you get if you were to leave your country to come co compete here in America? Like, you, do people are like, well, why don't you, you know, stay in university and come, you know, do athletics, you know, in your home country? Like, because for instance, like, like, you know, for example, I mean, maybe that's not an example, but like here in Washington, like if people were to leave, you know, like, hey, you should go to, you know, University of Washington, and they decide to go to another Pac-12 school, you know, we're like, well, why are you doing that? Like, you should go to your home, you know, your, your home state and, like, compete for your home state and all that stuff. So, I don't know if that's anything like that for you. Like, people are like, why are you leaving Australia? And, 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 you know, going over, there should be opportunities for you here. Like, do people, are are they offended that you leave to, to pursue oh. that? Do you want to get this? Yeah, I mean, um, 
I was reading something the other day on like a like a British page that I have like it's a British throwers page and stuff like that and um, a lot of uh, like there's often comments made about the fact that a lot of the throwers in Britain do come to America and they're like they don't understand why they do it and stuff like that and then there is like a more negative depiction upon the fact that you know we pick to come to America rather than like the two good universities and stuff in in Britain but it's like I mean at the end of the day like you've got to do what's best for you mm -hmm. and if like if America's <clears throat> where you're going to get the best coaching you're going to have better facilities more competition um, more funding and like you really just got to make that decision for you because at the end of the day like those people saying them things they're just like they're not actually helping you whereas like you're coming here and you're like providing the this opportunity and help mm -hmm. so yeah I'd say it's quite a negative depiction sometimes of the fact that there's so many of us that come here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we I, I kind of feel the same way about Australia in a way um, it's thankfully an opinion that's changed a lot um, over the more recent years. It used to be if um, you came over to America to get a degree and to be a student athlete, you were kind of seen as um, kind of abandoning like Australia. You weren't willing to commit to Australia. It was like a really uh, interesting relationship. Um, it's kind of like you would give so much and then sometimes it wouldn't give back. But it's a, it's um, definitely improved a lot since then. Uh, I think a lot more people respect the fact that we're willing to try something different. We want to experience a different way of living. Like I, I personally, uh, like say criminal justice, I want to learn a different type of law. I would like to stay over here ideally. So it was just a really good avenue to pursue. Like it made sense to come over here. And yes, there can be a negative view, but it's definitely improved. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, obviously you guys are ambassadors for, for those women who are like looking to, you know, follow in your footsteps and, you know, hopefully, you know, this is something that they can look upon and hear upon um, and, and have the courage to be able to step out and understand that they're not necessarily abandoning like, you know, their countries, but they're uh, like creating opportunities for themselves, which is, which is awesome for you guys to be able to yeah. do that. <laughs> um, um, just, just blinking, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, sorry, I, I had a question and then I blinked on it and then maybe it'll come back in a second. It's okay, no rush on it. I like your water bottle. Oh, thanks. What about this? Uh, a hydro flask. Hey, look at it. <laughs> Means we throw his rep in. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I have to say um, one thing about coming to America that's really um, that's really grown me as an athlete as well is the fact that like my confidence has grown so much since coming here, um, especially like amongst like the community here as well. I mean, like when I was in high school, if I said to someone like, oh, yeah, I throw, they'd be like, why do you do that? Like, that's like that's a manly sport that's like women don't do that and stuff like that like oh what do you do like scream and shout all the time and stuff like that and it I used to like when I was younger I used to feel like some sort of like embarrassment for myself thinking like I'm doing something that's not normal and in Britain like you know it's it's if you're not doing something normal then it's like it's weird and stuff like that and when I came to America like even if people don't know like if 
Because number one question is, what do you run on track? And oh, I'd be my like, gosh. Well, I don't run. Have like, you seen these guys? <laughs> like, we don't look like runners. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, my throat. And even though people don't understand sometimes, like, what that is, like, they're yeah. so, like, when you explain them what it is, it's, like, a completely different attitude. It's like, wow, like, that's amazing. Like, like people want to know about it. Yeah. And I'd have to say that's one of, like, ever since coming um, like to America, like my confidence in like both myself and like my throwing and like, I'm proud of what I do. And yeah. that's one of the main benefits like that I've had about coming here. I'm gonna bounce off that again. I'm bouncing off you a lot, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, something that I struggled with a lot during high school was my body image um, and how I viewed myself versus how other, um, I went to an all girls school. So versus how other young girls viewed me as well. And I think um, that's a big thing for women, like body image, oh, and, like, especially if you're in sport. Like a lot of the, sports, the women that you see advertised in sport are like, they've got a runner physique. They're skinny, they're tall, they're Tennis toned. Players, yes. Like and you don't often see a lot of thrower, uh, like typically thrower physiques. Strong women. Yeah. Like, like weightlifting wasn't something growing up that I saw, um, supported a lot especially like along like among women yeah so being able to come overseas and see people who like are confident in themselves and are confident with how they look because it helps them throw further like I'm happy with my body because of what it can do I'm, I'm I love everything about my body because I know it's helping me throw further it's helping me achieve what I want with my dreams and my goals yeah. and my aspirations so like it's a different form of confidence but yeah being in college sport has definitely helped how I view myself, both mm. mentally and physically. That's that's awesome. And I appreciate you girls opening up and, and sharing that. And, you know, because there's people out there who need to hear that. And it's kind of a segue to the question that um, I was going to ask you guys. And, um, you know, part of that's kind of in there. But, um, you know, there's a hot topic, you know, that you guys may know about, even like in the college setting that you guys are at. But, just you know, mental health is such a hot, a hot topic. And, um, you know, being throwers, like, you know, it's, it's tough, like, you know, to um, have to perform at a level that you feel like you are, are, are valued at as far as like earning your scholarship and, you know, doing that. Also, the pressures for you girls as well as, as be like, man, like, you know, I'm sure there's days that you're not throwing well. And I'm like, man, I left my family to like, to throw like this, like in and all these things that could potentially play in your mind. And obviously, you know, the big thing too, is like, you know, as throwers and even jumpers, like, you know, we have an attempt and then uh, we have like maybe 10 or 15 minutes to like our next attempt. And like, whether it was a huge PR or like the worst throw of our lives, like we have to figure out how to get our minds right within that whole thing. Yeah. So um, I guess the question to you girls, you know, um, is, you know, you know, and this is obviously an added layer from like leaving family support because a lot of people I've talked to are like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm able to like, you know, visit my mom or like, you know, call, you know, you know, call, you know, go home for a little bit. And obviously you don't necessarily have that opportunities, but like, what, what are some things that you found that have been really good for you to uh, kind of, you know, stay in a positive mental state, um, knowing that you're kind of away from home and it might be a year away from, you know, going back to see family, um, you know, you know, how do you, how do you go about, you know, your training days and, and not getting in as low of like, man, like that was really bad. Like, I think I'm going to lose my scholarship or if I keep doing this, like, I'm afraid I'm going to, you know, lose that. So, you know, maybe kind of talk on, you know, you know, from the aspect of like being away from home and not kind of get into that lull and also as an athlete and, and you're throwing as well. Um, 
I often find, so I'm going to address the lull personally first. Um, I do get a little bit down in the dumps every now and then, especially if I've been having like really bad weeks where I'm working on something technically and, you know, if you focus on one thing and you're trying to get used to that, everything else in the throw kind of goes off. So you see negatives before you see positives. Um, that's something that I really struggle with. I look a lot at my distances and, you know, I've just got to keep telling myself that this is not where I'm going to be as an athlete right now. We are in, you know, we're about to head into season. We've got our first meet on Sunday. Um, so this is not where I'm going to end up as a thrower. This is just a step along the way. I'm going to keep walking the path. Um, and it's really good to have people around you that kind of think the same thing and they're good to just bounce ideas off, especially like I could go up to some of the people on my team and be like, Hey, what do you think about this? And they'll give me technical feedback as well as coach. And then they'll have maybe focused on the similar things like in the past in their like throwing career and they'll give advice as to what they think helped them. And it's a really good um, opportunity to bounce ideas and techniques off other people to grow. Um, I thankfully found um, an American family. They took me in my first year for Christmas and I will forever be grateful. They're the wieners. God bless them. Um, but they definitely help um, kind of step out of the throwing world because for me personally, if I stay too invested in it, I overthink it and it ends up being negative for me. So I have like hobbies outside and I have my American family that I go see and I've got my throwing friends and other friends too. So just knowing that it's one facet of your life for me doesn't get me too down. Like I have other ways where I'm great, even if I'm not great in this area right now. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, um, I mean, coming from where I was the only thrower, of course, it was just me and my dad. And then coming to an environment where there was multiple throwers. Um, my, I mean, I've only competed for Memphis for one outdoor season due to COVID and stuff like that. So I've only had my freshman um, debut, really. Um, like, it was a big um, culture shock for me in the sense of, like, competing against um like my own team members which I've never had to have done before and then on top of that like comparing myself also to the other throwers on the team and like other people in my conference etc it's like it like for me it took a lot um for me to get used to um because I've never really been in that situation before um and then when I get in a lull or anything like that it like I had to really like fight my way through it because usually my dad really knows me so well like my dad would just be like look take a step back like it's fine and like my dad could like my dad could talk me through anything but obviously coming here it's different but I always remember um coach always says to me like if if throws are going well he's like every throw is like a new throw like everything you do you just reset and you like you can do it like you know, try not to focus on so many things at the same time. Like, um, and my dad always says, don't focus on what other people are doing, just focus on yourself and everything like that. Like, I look, like, looked for your teammates more as, like, your support rather than, like, the fact that you're, like, comparing yourself to them. Because um, when I first came out here, I felt so much pressure on myself because I was, like, I've, I've been given this amazing opportunity. Like, I need to live up to a standard. I need to do this right. But really, like, if you just push through, do everything well, reset when it's when it's not going well, like, like you're going to make those improvements. And mental health is so important for that because, I mean, 
I mean, we're not going to sugarcoat it. Like being a student athlete, you're going to be in school, you're going to be practicing, you're going to be tired all the time. Like it's, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> you don't really have a lot of time to like yeah. yourself to sit back and unwind. So like mental health is a big stigma, especially when, you know, you're being watched and stuff like that. You can't do certain things like, you know, you've really got to be there like for yourself. And it's just like, you've really got to take time to, like, sit and think about what you want to do, like, what you need to do, and just focus on yourself. Putting yourself first. Yeah. Um, and the opportunity, like, especially when I first get there, uh, when I first got to Memphis, sorry, I looked at the other people that I was competing against and training against at Memphis, and I was a little bit intimidated by it, and I was like, oh, okay, I have to throw this, and I have to throw that, kind of what Amber was saying, but once you flip a mindset of, oh, yeah, I see what you're doing. I appreciate it. I'm going to learn from it. Um, and I'm going to just kind of take it on as myself. And then, yes, you can use them as like a benchmark of, oh, I need to throw further. But it's not like I don't need to focus on you. I can focus on me and still like turn and peep into a different lane, you know, stay in my own lane, but look yeah. at the rearview mirror, you know. Yeah, that's handy. I like using my team. Yeah. yeah. It, in a positive way, in I'd like to clarify. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I, and I think that's what like, like drew me to you guys' dynamic is the fact that like, you know, you guys are so tight in that way. And like, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, like, you know, the different areas of the of parts of the world that you guys are at and the fact that you guys are able to come in, you know, that's what's great about throwing is, you know, we have this common bond you know, whether or not like you're from the States or you're from Australia, you know, Hickville or whatever you, you know, you <laughs> called it or whatever, Australia or, you know, out, out there in, in, you know, Great Britain or, you know, other parts of the world, like the discus weighs the same, like the hammer rings, the same size, like the track is the same length. Like that's the greatest equalizer track and field. Like you can compare like different, you know, different things and like you know for you amber like the fact that you and your dad were like watching youtube videos and learning like that's not different than anything that some of the you know some of these kids in the states are learning as far as that's concerned and, exactly, and yeah. i think that what comes down to it is obviously like do you have the passion and and, and the work ethic and the grind to be able to make it happen and i think well, yeah. you know that's that's just awesome i think that's what separates everybody from that and um you know from a distance uh, and from, uh, a, you know, coach uh, standpoint where I can kind of point, you know, some of my athletes to say, hey, this is how it's done. Like, I, I appreciate it. So thank you guys for, for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I just want to give you guys opportunities. Like, is there anything else that you want to, you know, kind of share before we kind of move forward to the, what I would call, I consider fun questions. Like, these are my Ooh, fun yeah. questions. Like, <laughs> Spicy. But, but I want to, I want to ask you, girl, you know, if you girls have anything that you want to say, like, if there's young li listeners out there from your hometowns or home areas, like, you want to kind of give um, some advice to, like, I, you know, feel free to, feel free to share. Do you want to go first? No, you can go first. Oh, bugger. Okay. Um. I love my hometown, Toowoomba Reppin. God bless. Um, or Hickville, Australia. Either way, God bless. Australia. Um, I, as someone who is, like, I've been throwing since I was eight. I started in a different sport. Like, I started playing cricket. Um, I don't know if you all know what that is, Americans, but it's fine. Um, and there were, some like, similarities between movements and, like, I could throw really far. And so it, it ended up just transitioning to throwing. But if you work really hard and you keep persisting, you will see results. I know 
it can be really frustrating if you don't see it immediately. Um, instant gratification is a massive pain, especially for me personally. I think every pro has been through it where they wanted to quit. Amen. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you just keep chipping away at it, you'll eventually see a beautiful marble sculpture at the end and you'll be really proud of it. So please don't give up. That's the one thing that I learned. I, I was so close to giving up and I'm really glad that I did because it's brought me it's opened up so many doors that I never would have expected coming out of high school. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I've got to say. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing. Like when you're given an opportunity where you're able to take a leap of faith and like where you're able to do something you love, like I really think you should take it. I mean, I love my parents. I love my, my hometown a bit. It's like all my friends, everything like that but they're always going to be there I'm just going to be in a different place at the end of the day but um like I love seeing them whenever I go home and the fact that like you know I mean social media is so big these days too like you can stay in touch with anyone so I think life's too short to be scared to do something which gives you so many benefits in your life too yeah for sure so and speaking yeah. of social media, Amber, like your mom is like the biggest fan. Yes, she I know. is. And she, yeah. I like one of <laughs> the meme page. My, my mom was my number one fan. Yeah, your 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 mom your mom is like the hype the hype person, and you know I don't I, I don't yes. know if she'll listen to this or not, but she will. You know, shout out to like Mrs. Simpson who who sends me DMs about her daughter's throws and everything oh, like that. So. <laughs> Uh, you know so she's 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 got your back she's got your back that's so wholesome yeah yeah a wholesome (laughs) killing yeah my parents yeah they are excellent that's beautiful and then you know just briefly just guys want to talk about i mean obviously covid is like a like was a real thing and it kind of affected like your seasons and everything like that and like having to kind of cut things short like you know, how, how did that go? Were there thoughts about like, you know, maybe I should just stay home. I mean, maybe, maybe not like um, obviously, you know, not knowing what this would look like as far as like, is there even going to be a season? Was there even yeah. a doubt of like coming back here or were you guys like, I, we just need to get back and stay ready. Like, how was that mm-hmm. for you guys? Well, I mean, Sam and I were in two completely different situations. Uh, we handled it we both handled it differently um (laughs) so I mean our season got cancelled the day before our first competition of the outdoor season um we both had a very good indoor season with the weight and you were shot put as well and um you know we were feeling ready like we like we was about to go out and I was really excited um I was expecting big things for myself and I'm sure Sam was too for the outdoor season and then to find out that it was just like I remember I was, it was uh, like a Thursday practice. Um, I remember coach Rob, like our froze coach, he was away for a cross country, uh, like conference, I think it was, um, or it was like nationals. No, it was the indoor nationals. Indoor nationals. Mm. Um, oh yeah, for indoor nationals. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, we was there and then um, news hit, like, oh, our conference has been canceled. And we was just like, what? Huh? And then it was like, this is cancelled, this is cancelled, this is cancelled. Then, oh we, then we hear, like, everything is just cancelled. It was, like, the NBA got cancelled, the yeah. NHL got cancelled. and we cancelled. were just, like, they can't cancel we, conference. We kept getting these, they like... They can cancel the NBA, yeah. but not our conference. We, got, we were, like, getting the notifications on the phone being, like, oh, God, yeah. oh, and no, then, oh, no. And then it came through. Yeah, and, and then it oh. came through, and then we found out. So, um, so I'd already booked my ticket home for 
June after nationals for outdoor season. Um, so, and I was given the option by my parents. They, they was like, can you fly home sooner? But I decided to stay out here for a few different reasons. Um, I didn't want to risk traveling at the time, um, especially because my, like, um, cause of my, my dad's health and stuff like that. I was a little bit um, scared to go home. And then on top of that, like I had facilities out here that I could still use. Um, outdoor tracks and stuff like that because back home you just train on cement right? yeah because back home I just I, I train on cement in, a, in the middle of a field so um that is what is given to me and I'm, again I'm very appreciative of it me and my dad go up there while I'm at home but um so yeah I decided to stay out here um with my teammate Marie who like you know she trained me up really well and um she's super fit don't ever try yeah, and beat her in cardio um, oh my gosh and then um I went home for the summer again like everything was cancelled back in Britain and everything like that so I haven't I really haven't competed since March last year and then I, I decided to come back to America for the fall semester because um again like we was able to tr like we were able to train under certain precautions and stuff like that and like I miss my family out here too like I mean I love being home but like I missed it here as well so much like I miss like my friends and like you know obviously like the family that I've made out here too so I decided to come back um I wasn't too scared at that point so it was fine but um Sam's story is completely different mine's, mine's very different so we heard about the news mid-March um and i like in my head, I was like, look, I don't want to travel either. I really don't want to go home right now. Um, Traveling's not a good idea. I, Especially we have, to Australia. I mean, you guys That's a long flight. A lot of different airports. <laughs> a lot of different airports, a lot of long flights, a lot of mask wearing. Um, and so I originally was like, look, I'm not going to do it. And then um, my actually family got in contact with me and they're like, look, there's government-funded flights available. We're getting you home in April. And I said... Oh, okay. And they went, oh, and by the way, when you touch down, you'll have a mandatory 14-day quarantine in a hotel, uh, which is police and military supervised. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, this is news. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I travel and I come back to uh, Australia and I do the, the two weeks in the quarantine. And it, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Thankfully, they had, like, oh, thank you. They had amazing services and there were people who would reach out but I couldn't throw for a while um and that was really hard and once I got out of quarantine one of the first things I did was I hugged my family we drove the two hours back from the main city and I went through <laughs> and I was horrible because I hadn't done anything for two weeks um but no we um Australia handled COVID differently and we basically all but eradicated it for a little bit and then we had um so a lot of competitions were originally cancelled, but towards the latter end of the year, um, they had competitions available for like our winter season, like coming into summer. So I competed in two of them. And then uh, thankfully, I, the gym that I went to didn't shut down at all, which was amazing. I could still keep lifting even if I couldn't throw at the time because I had an injury while I was back home with my back. Um, yeah, I was meant to be coming back in August. That didn't happen. Uh, the flight my connecting flight from like my state's main city to the international port in Australia got cancelled, even though my Sydney to LA flight was still fine. So um, yeah, I got stuck in Australia for a little bit and as much as I wanted to be back here and I, I don't really regret it just cause it like, it gave me more time to focus and 
keep training on something and I had facilities that were always available and I was really thankful in that sense but I did miss the sense of normalcy that I got from college like uh, I while I was back home I kind of felt like I had my legs cut off I just like I was just there I would train I could compete maybe once or twice but um yeah I wasn't studying I wasn't seeing my friends you know I can call them up on a phone but it's so it's very different we to being able to hug we them on the phones with each other every other night oh we man were just like, <laughs> how are you doing over there oh man there's time we difference playing at among us among us did you yeah. play among us like no yeah. i don't i don't play among us but my all my students play my, my students play among us. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yes. We have little among us like FaceTime parties. It was really good. It was great. <laughs> it was it was good. Yeah. Um we missed each other. Yeah. COVID did change a lot of our plans, especially yes. for last year. Um and we're adapting pretty well to how um COVID is changing our plans this year. We're very thankful to have our first competition. Amen. Oh, I'm so ready to yeah. compete. I'm getting yeah. itchy. I'm like, ah, ready to compete. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And that you guys are, are, you know, obviously there's some schools that are still waiting on potentially competing and yeah and doing that. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool to be able to be a part of a school that's allowing you guys to do that and obviously taking the precautions to make that happen. And, you know, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, in the next couple of months with this vaccine, like we kind of get back to a sense of normalcy, but I'm sure there's things that you guys learned about like yourself and things that maybe potentially that you took for granted that, that during this whole situation that maybe you could, you know, would want to share like, you know. I picked up so many hobbies for like the longest time. I essentially turned into a grandma. <laughs> I picked up like embroidery and cross stitch and sewing, knitting. Don't ask me to make anything, but I can knit kind of. <laughs> um, yeah. It just, uh, I found different ways to spend my time outside of training and throwing and, I thought that was really cool. Just different kind of growing myself as a person rather than just an athlete. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Girls, thanks again for coming on. I mean, obviously taking time out of your day, you know, okay. your, your, your big college um, experience that you, you know, <laughs> the American college experience that you guys are having out there. Um, but I just want to kind of transition into like what I call fun questions. Um, these are questions that I like to, to ask the people who are on here just to kind of get, like get to know you a little bit and then also just kind of like you know make fun of ourselves because you know we're quirky as throwers and a lot of people are gonna hear that so um the first question i like to ask is um do you either either of you have like a night before or like a day of like comp routine that's like kind of quirky um i always shared that i always like laid out my uniform on the floor like as if i was laying on the floor but like it's just mm-hmm. my uniform but I always had to do that, like, in order to, like, feel better, like, to throw better. Um, but that was kind of me. But um, do you guys do you guys have anything like that? Do you want to go first? Yeah. So Sam and I, whenever we travel, we uh, usually have a hotel room together. Yes, ma'am. Um, so comp day morning, we've always got our music blasting. And then we always uh, sing and do karaoke in the mirror together with our toothbrushes. Not that we're good, but we still will. No, but, <laughs> and, and we switch up different stuff every time. But that's always, like... The, that's the common yeah and then um oh what else I mean you, I, you always get your bib like put on your shirt the night before don't yeah, you yeah I always put my bib on my shirt like the night before and stuff like that and then um I like to paint my nails the night before generally I like to keep my <laughs> femininity because lord knows I worked for them um I don't know well yeah painting nails listening to music I eat a lot 
Uh, so I'll eat a lot the morning of. I normally get yes. up maybe like two hours yeah. before we're meant to leave and the hotel. Yeah, so. you've always got to judge the hotel breakfast. Oh, like, amen. Um, that's a good one for us. We always like, you know, give our little reviews. <laughs> well, for Mega, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Oh, did yeah. they have Cinnabon? Yeah. Oh. The Nutellas, little packets of Nutellas that they always put out in the morning. They might have a few missing by the yeah, end of the day, down. but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's genuinely a lot of eating, dancing. Having a great time, enjoying great each time. other's company. I'm sure the people below us in the hotel aren't happy about it, and probably the people beside us too. But it's what we're gonna do. It's, it's, gonna it's do. not that loud. It's not that bad. Is it? It's a little. <laughs> yeah. It's only hide. it's only weird if it doesn't work though, right? So I mean, yes, it's acceptable for and sure. And it works all the time. Yeah. Touch wood. Yeah, please don't say. Yeah. All right. So one of my favorite questions coming up to you. Uh, most embarrassing throwing story where like Ooh. you were like get me out of here like you I can't believe this happened. Yours is pretty great I know which one you're gonna tell. Yeah <laughs> I remember uh, my freshman year uh, <laughs> learning how to throw the weight of course um, so I was in the turf room where we throw the weight and um, and I remember this day clearly because I remember C- coach Rob was sat in front of me and then his son was sat next to him. Anyway, if I go into the circle, you know, I'm going full pelt, like, I don't know, I'm on my second turn or something like that. And I'm just going for it because, you know, I'm like, wait for it, same with hammer for a right now. But, um, <laughs> but so I'm like in the middle of it. And then all of a sudden, like um, the weight just snaps in half. And then I, I fall flat on my face. She like, goes one way, the weight goes the yeah, other. Yeah, I go one way, the weight goes the other. And I just like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm lying there and the handle is in my hand. I'm like, where is the rest of the weight? And the weight flew out at Coach's son. And I felt so terrible. So I'm like, I'm, I mean, I was pretty new, I think still. And I was just like, oh my God, I almost killed like my new coach's son. Like, I'm gonna, I'm like, oh, I'm like, what's gonna happen? And then like, and then like five seconds later, as I'm getting off the floor, the entire football team comes into the surf room. And I'm just lying there and I'm just like, oh my God. And Sam shouts at me, she goes, she needs some milk. And I was just like, <laughs> I was just dead lying. But I mean, I got up and then um, it was the bolt that attached the weight to the um, handle that it just it snapped. snapped fully snapped and now I've got like every time uh I go into the circle like I'm checking all the bolts mm-hmm. and everything like that I'm so scared now that thing hates me <laughs> and I was just like oh but yeah I'd say that was my most embarrassing oh, I, that's my... too good that's too good yeah it was bad <laughs> it was a great story <laughs> yeah that's mine's not one. that great um I was learning to throw a discus when I first got into high school like properly I had like a, a proper coach because um, I trained with, not that your dad isn't a proper coach. Oh, no, that came off wrong. No, no. Anyway, when I first got into high school, I started, like, learning how to throw discus. And, you know, I threw discus and I, like, let it go. And it had just rained, like, that morning and the night before. So the ground was still a little bit muddy. So my feet gave way underneath me and I fell into the ground, into the mud. I came back up and I had a worm out my mouth. That was a great time. I love that. I just got extra protein that day. I think that's normal for Australians anyway. You guys eat everything. I mean, she's right. <laughs> Not worse. She was having a snack. Yeah. I was slumping on something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yours wins. Hands down. Hands down. 
Oh man. Oh, and disclaimer, coach's son was still alive. He just got out of the way just in time. So that's, well, that's a good Yeah, but we call them um because it happens quite a lot now where like sometimes the weight obviously the weight just doesn't go where it needs to go and it like you know we throw it, it hits the floor and it rolls at someone. We call them uh, the tumbleweeds, the Memphis tumbleweeds. <laughs> the Memphis tumbleweeds. Because the weight just like rolls and yeah, so yeah that was the that was the new thing for when yeah. it happens so. hollywood should get in contact with us memphis tumbleweeds need, memphis to, tumbleweeds. need to come back to cowboy movies yeah there you yes. go memphis tumbleweeds are just just big hammers that are like rolling around on the ground yeah like that. stay clear yep well those are great thank you for sharing that that's the those yeah those are awesome um <laughs> thank probably, you. probably some of the best i've ever heard you know nice um, <laughs> glad to be of assistance yeah. <laughs> yeah um what are what are your guys's uh favorite non-throwing track events to watch Ooh. if you have um, one yeah i really enjoy um non-throwing oh um i like watching the pole vault um a lot that's really good um i really like all the field events like the jumps and stuff because you really do get into the essence of the competition mm-hmm. um i love the relays relays are brilliant. relays are great especially yeah. if you're like um in a massive team setting and you're actually there yeah relays um, are probably one of the best ones yeah especially if it's like close and you've just got like yes. all the teams like yeah oh it's yeah it is good yeah yeah pole vault and relays for me yeah i'd, I'd agree with you Sam. yeah those, those those are good answers um do either of you have like some hidden talent other than like eating worms and um <laughs> I, I don't make it happen. <laughs> um, I like to paint. Uh, what kind of talent are you talking about? Well, yeah, anything like that. I mean, like something that maybe someone doesn't know about you. Like, you know, you play an instrument or sing or paint or ride a unicycle. Or you can juggle or, you know. Uh-uh. I'm not coordinated outside of throwing. I'd like uh, to think. <laughs> I can ice skate. I oh. know that. Yeah. Oh. Um, All right. That's it, really. Um. I mean, I think we do have talent, so I just can't put, put anything on the spot right now. I, I can show you something I've painted if you want. Yeah, let's this see my it. Pride, oh, like this it. is my pride and joy. Do you watch Mandalorian? Uh, I've not gotten into Mandalorian yet, but oh, I need right. to, though. You'll yeah. know it, though. It's you good. Know okay, where's your camera? Right there? There. Okay. This is um a painting that I did. Oh, you painted that? Legit? Yeah, it's, ba- it's Baby Yoda. Yeah, that's... I would think that was like store bought. Yeah, it's brand new. I'm really proud of it. Um, I, I paint memes on the back of my um, pop socket, and when one kind of goes, like the old one was Kermit with the team. Yeah, meme, the Kermit. The team. Okay. Yeah. So we've got Baby Yoda for a little bit because I love this little green thing. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. That's awesome. You know, once, yeah. once you're, once you're out, of, out of the hold of the NCAA, you, I think you got a little bit of side business there. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. we've got. Um, oh, I don't know. Oh, has that come through yet? No. Okay, don't worry. I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. Doesn't matter. There, there was the legislation that NCAA is trying to get passed about name, image, and likeness. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Come aren't through you, yet. But aren't you, like, able, like, make, to make some money or something like that? I don't know. Yeah. 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 We're yes. able to make money by, like, a... Like, the NCAA confuses me. I don't talk about the NCAA. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you guys had superpowers, like, what would you want? Oh, there's one that I have. You so- have? No, not in real life. <laughs> I, was like, I was about to expose this 
yourself to everyone right now. <laughs> oh, jeez, no. Yeah, let's just hear it. All right, hear me out. It's a little weird. Oh, God. The ability to fill stuff up. All right? Fill, fill stuff I up. I said feel. <laughs> no, ma'am, no. <laughs> no, fill stuff up. So, like, if I'm really hungry and, like, I look at a plate, I can be like, oh, that's a full plate. Or, like, that's such a waste. Uh-oh. Oh, you uh-oh. can do uh-oh. anything and you just want to fill something. Oh, oh my, my, my bank account's empty. Oh, soak. That's pure selfishness. I can help other people. It's not just for Still me. Over. Oh, okay. Someone's annoying me. Oh, there's bladders full. Bladders full. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> you know. That's pretty good. Yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know if you'll see Amber's face, but she's not very keen on the idea. No, no, no it's good. I never thought about that. Um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, no. can't follow that one up, can you? I'd like to fly. <laughs> or be extra strong so I can throw further. That's there you a good go. One. Yeah. Yeah. Fill things up. I've never ever heard anybody like want, you know, but if you think about that, I mean, kind of makes sense. It it's it's not my idea. I got it. Oh. I was I was a Tumblr kid back in the day. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> but like I found that on there and it's one of those ones that's like stuck with me. Like I get it. Yeah. You know? It's like I yeah. need gas, so I'm gonna fill my gas tank up. I'm you not paying forty bucks to fill up my car. I could just fill it up for free. There you go. Yeah. Solving the American oil crisis. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty original. You got to give it to you. That's actually good. And, and flying, you know, obviously, you know, flying's like flying's. I don't know. I don't know about flying. I, I'm not a big flyer. Like I don't like to fly. Oh, things, I love you know. flying. Yeah. I mean, there is like some. I mean, I might not be good at it because every time um, a plane goes off, like I, I fall asleep really fast. So nice. I, I might not be very good at flying. <laughs> oh no. I love the turbulence, mate. Oh, the turbulence is my favorite part of an airplane. It's like a roller coaster, but and it's you don't like, know. Am I gonna die? <laughs> am I gonna die? Let's live. <laughs> you know? But it's, mixed, it's like a roller coaster, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is that okay. A bit morbid. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yes, a little bit. Um, the other one I like to ask is um what pet peeves uh, do other throw like you have about other throwers? You go first. Oh, I have this big pet peeve. Um, Which I got exposed to my freshman year. Oh, well, it wasn't your freshman year. I was polite about it. All right. (laughs) So I hate it when I, like, like, you know, I hate it when throwers, and I'm so sorry to everyone out here, when they talk about their training PRs in throws, I'm just like, it really annoys me because like, I mean, if, I'm, if I want to know your PR, like I just want to know your competition, like flat PR. And then they're like, oh yeah, well my PR is, I don't know, like 65 meters, but then like in competition, it's like 58. And I'm like, yeah, I felt like I got lied to in a sense. <laughs> I don't know why it just me. Yeah, we'll, we'll go to we'll go to meets, and sometimes Amber will be like, "No, what what's your actual like competition PB? Not your training PB, yeah. competition PB." I can't. I don't like, know why it peeves me off so much. I just I feel you there. Like I, the, those those are the memes that I love, just roasting people on. Because yeah, you know, thank you. Yeah, I'm the only one. You posted a meme about that. Maybe like oh, it was a while oh, back I now. Made, I made a meme. It was like it was like hard hard pills to swallow. And oh. I- and, and I put, no one cares about your training. <laughs> and I swear I got to God, so much for it. She like, was the first one, like, she showed it to me. And she goes, mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, all right. You didn't have to call me out, but it's all right. <laughs> it's um, funny. Oh, you go. No, did you, 
Yo, so um, Sam, you like to brag about your your training PRs? Originally, I, I I've been conditioned not to such and such <laughs> like now. But um, back when I first got here, I came in with like a competition PR of like yeah. forty eight in discus and but like my training power was like oh it's 51 like oh, i cracked the 50 i'm so excited uh, yeah and that got uh conditioned out of me very quickly might i say yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter it doesn't, it doesn't matter what's your actual one i want to yeah. know what you like under pressure exactly okay. yeah i feel you there amber i like that one thank you um i don't know if i have any throwers pet peeves um, I, I, oh, when you bring your own implements competition and someone and you, else uses it or, and doesn't even ask, or, that is the word. Or if someone, or oh, you bring, so say someone brings their own meat to competition, they don't use it at all, the meat. They end up using yours without asking. I know. Ooh. Like, I'm, I, I get, I get so possessive about my implement that I'm going to use. Oh, my God. I brought, sorry, I, I brought an implement to a meat. Uh, would have been back home, I think. Yeah, I brought an implement to a meet. It was a really nice one. I love it very much. It's a beautiful discus. Um, it's like a child to me. Don't oh, laugh. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and um, one of the younger girls who's kind of like just coming into throwing, so like, I'll forgive her. But she threw it three times into the metal like oh, net. Yeah. It dented it so bad. I had to buff it out, like try yeah. and shave it. Oh, man. I remember, um, I remember hearing the story about Sam in my freshman year. Oh, no. They brought... Um, like I remember they bought like four brand new hammers or something like that. Sam took its competition. It'd never been thrown before. She threw it right into the net and like hit it, bent the wire straight. Bent the wire. I put a dent in the actual hammer ball itself. Yeah. yeah I never lived that one down. Yeah. Oh, and then on the next throw, I got it stuck up in the net. Yeah. They loved me at that meeting. I, I wasn't there, unfortunately. I haven't made it to Memphis yet, but I, uh, I, d I have heard about that story a few times. Yeah, it gets brought up quite often, brought, especially quite lot, yeah. when I start throwing hammer. Yeah. yeah, again. Um, you're, a you're a legend. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, bro. Yeah. The, the legend of Memphis. <laughs> Some say the hammer is still stuck in the net. I there you go. It. There you go. Yeah. Really <laughs> I think my fit, my, the one that I think is my, like, pet peeve ever since I competed in, like, as a coach, like, is when kids, like, bring, like, five discuses, like, into the ring, you know, mm -hmm. and then they put them down. And then they proceed to do like like 10 shadow turns like without the discus. And I'm like, yeah, the time for that is like out the ring. Like, let's mm -hmm. let's go. Like, what are you doing? You know, this is our warm-up time. Don't yeah. use the ring time. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Or when, uh, people start claps too early. Oh yeah. 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 I had see I'm not one like I don't like people clapping for me. Like I'm just not used to it. It's not my thing. But again, <laughs> I remember that I was told this because I wasn't here yet when you did this. That might be actually another really embarrassing throwing story. Oh, this is an embarrassing <laughs> throwing story. I'm glad do, do you want do you want to tell it? I wasn't there, but I heard about it. Okay, you, you say the story. No, you say Okay. That. It was my first ever conference. It was at Cincinnati. I was throwing discus. I was so excited. I was hyped up on caffeine. I caffeine for me makes me sweat. I go into the circle and I'm like, okay, I got I got the clap going. The team was right in front and I was kind of getting ready. And then my hands started to get really sweaty to the point where the discus kept slipping. So I went outside the circle after they started clapping. I like did the towel on my hands and they kind of like by this point had 
gotten really like weird and awkward <laughs> quiet clapping. It was like five minutes of clapping thinking that she was going about to go and she was like just I, taking her time. Yeah, I just like wiped my hands on the towel, like some chalk on there, you know, and then I ended up throwing and I got over to where the coaching area was and they went, could you have taken any longer? <laughs> I was like, I could have. <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I forgot about that one. Maybe I'd repress that one. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that seems like it. Yeah, that's that's funny. It's also, yeah, that would be an embarrassing one for sure. That's funny. Yeah, you're right. It was. I, yeah. I wish I was there to see it. I'm sorry. I'd never hear the end of it. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. Good times. Uh, this next section I like to call favorites. Um, the first one is favorite animal. Ooh. Oh, gosh. I don't mind. I love red foxes. They're just cute. Oh, they're energetic. Okay. They're unpredictable. All red right. hair. They're my spirit animal, you know. Yeah. I would say I like giraffes. Okay. Is that tall and you're not? No. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I would just say, I don't know, I, I always liked giraffes when I was younger and elephants like them too. Mm. Yeah. Just your basic animals, really, I guess. I mean, not a bad thing. Yeah. 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 Pandas. My mom loves pandas. Shout out yeah. to Kiwi. She loves pandas. <laughs> Love it. Uh, do you guys have a favorite movie of all time? Oh, oh I have so many. I, I'm big oh. Lord of the Rings fanatic. Um, mm. The Hobbit. I love the Alien movies franchises. They're my absolute favorite too. Me and my dad used to stay up late watching them. Um, uh, yeah. I have a funny story about the Alien um, franchise. Oh. You know the one where the spoiler you know the one where the um the alien comes out of the body and yeah. it's like ah! my um i had a uh, pregnancy in grade 10 described to me uh, by my teacher and he goes you know whenever i see a pregnant lady all i can think of is that alien coming out of the belly and just tearing oh. everything up i was like oh cool i'm yeah. terrified of pregnancy for a while <laughs> i love them movies <laughs> um my, I, I love Remember the Titans. That's a great oh, movie. Oh, Remember the Titans nice. is really yeah, good. We'll watch that, that one. That is a really good movie. Um, it's on Disney Plus right now. Oh, love it. Watched it. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is uh, National Treasure, Not for the Mean. I love that. Unironically, uh, brings me back so many childhood memories. Oh, yeah. You know, Nicolas Cage? Yes. I still the Declaration of Yeah, yeah of that one. I haven't yeah. seen that one in a while. Oh, I have no problem watching it with you. Okay. <laughs> um yeah my my favorite i mean my one of my favorite movies all time is remember, remember the titans i love that it is yeah. brilliant and the yeah. soundtrack is brilliant oh yeah soundtrack it you going. Story. yes top notch yeah for sure um do you guys have uh, a favorite smell oh mine's niche mine's really niche what is it okay hear me out it's a discontinued uh, deodorant, a female deodorant smell, but it brings me back to when I won my first ever nationals in grade Ooh, okay. eight, Ooh, seven or eight. And I, I just remember I wasn't expected to win. I did. And I sweat so much. That's all I could smell. Um, and that's just what I associated with winning. I was like, oh, that Rexona brand of deodorant. Yeah, it's a bit niche and weird. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like um I don't know. Maybe the British people understand like a good I love the smell of a good roast dinner Ooh. on a Sunday. Um Is that with or without the um with like gravy and yeah. so good. Um, yes ma'am. Chocolate. Oh I'm a chocolate like fiend. Um, yeah. um 
and cinnamon. I like to smell cinnamon too. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What about I, you? I, I, mine is kind of like brings back memories a little bit too. I'm, I love uh, cut fresh cut grass like on a spring day. Yeah, it just brings me right. It's just it's like oh, it's it's outdoor track season. Like let's like here we go. Like we're ready to go. So yeah, it kind of brings me back a little bit. Um, you guys, speaking of kind of chocolate, like do you guys have a favorite candy? Like oh, mine is um, it is Capri's chocolate with mm. dime balls in it. What's a dime ball? It's like it's British. Okay. Um, really not a fan of American chocolate, I have to admit. Say it again, loud for the people in the back. I'm sorry. It's really um, bad. Like Hershey chocolate is really not for me. I don't know how you guys do it. It's um, a miss. Listen, we don't we don't do it either. Like I can't <gasps> do it. Either, oh, okay. So. That's good. Um I my my okay. I love Cadbury chocolate too. Um, I'm now dairy it free. It's different in America though. Well, yeah, yeah, and I I would I agree with that because my sister's actually he, she lives over in London uh, with her husband oh, and she brings brilliant. she brings some authentic. And before I was dairy free, like I would consume a unhealthy amount of um, Cadbury so good. chocolate. Yeah. Uh, I love the whole nut. I love the fruit. The fruit. Oh yeah. Nut, uh, <laughs> I like oh, yeah. the caramel in it too. Yeah, Car the caramel. And caramel. caramel. Oh. And then, so. and then there was one that she gave me from Cadbury that like had like pop rocks in it. Oh my oh, god! Yes. I um, didn't know y'all could get that. Yeah, oh, the marvelous creation. Marvelous creation. Yes. Oh my Popping god! Candy yeah. One. yeah, that that is amazing. It's like got the purple. It's purple and pink wrapper. Yeah, and the, you've got the jellies in it. Yeah, Look, yeah. I know I'm not allowed to be sponsored by Cadbury while I'm a college oh, athlete, please. but if you want to swing my way afterwards, I'm right here. Oh. <laughs> Both of our ways, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good. Oh, now that you brought up the marvelous creations chocolate box, creations amazing. Um, we and have people and people in the states will not even know, like they they don't they have no clue. Oh, no. okay. Your bar for chocolate is at like what we would consider maybe like forty percent. You you gotta you gotta try the popping. Yeah. If you get your hands on it, you will not be disappointed. It's like yeah. little jelly bits. You got popping candy in there. It's got like smarties in it too. Oh, now I'm really hungry. I know. <laughs> you can't even get it. Um, yeah, but they're really good. Yeah, I do love chocolate. We've got little spearmint leaves back home. They're just like mint gummies. Oh, we have those. Oh, they're really mm. good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. Maybe we should go. <laughs> we should have ate before the call. <laughs> no, that's okay. Totally. I mean, the people people who listen to this need to be educated on, on proper chocolate, and that's America. And America is not. No. If they take anything away from this podcast, it should be that, like, the chocolate is amazing. <laughs> International food. International. Yes. Yes. Yeah, indeed. for sure. Apart from fried pickles, y'all got that oh, on the head. Pickles. Oh, so tasty. I hate pickles. Oh, how does this not come up in conversation? Oh, oh yeah, you used to give me the pickles at the dining hall. Yeah. Sorry. Do you remember <laughs> where the pickles came from? Yes. <laughs> I uh, run away back from the meet one day and I got absolutely slaughtered by like my teammates for what I thought where pickles came from. Because I mean, like, <laughs> I mean, I mean pickles in in America are like so big whereas in the UK like no one really messes with them that much it's kind of weird like um I thought pickles came like I thought there was like a plant that grew in the ocean no like, no 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 no. she's not what did you call them she called them sea cucumbers sea cucumbers she, she was like, like, <laughs> you know, the little animals 
she's associated with cucumber. And I thought, I thought that Plankton, right, Plankton from Spongebob, who apparently is Plankton, I thought he was like a pickle. Like, what, that's what I thought they were. And I felt so dumb. I was like, why do you think he's called Plankton? And I was just like, I thought it was like oh, a joke. Or that's so funny. That is so funny. And yeah. didn't you think that, like, they tasted kind of, like, vinegary and briny because of the salt water? Yeah, and I thought it was the yeah. salt water they gave them that, like, vinegary taste. I didn't realise oh. it was... What are they? Are they cucumbers? What? Pickles. Yes. yes. Well, I didn't realise they was, like, cucumbers in, like, vinegar. Oh, it's like, been two years and I still don't know this. Every time I see one, I just throw it Sam's way. I'm like, pickle. So down. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Amber was today years old, which is actually... <laughs> Uh, that she realized that um, pickles are actually cucumbers. Um, <laughs> Please put that in a meme. No, yeah. if you don't, I will. <laughs> I really, honestly, I did not realize it was cucumbers. They were like, what, like cucumbers. That's so funny. That's, yeah, that's so hilarious. really got me on that one. So, oh. yeah. I think we all kind of over that. Yeah, I got so much. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair. <laughs> I deserve it. Yes. That's that is funny. Um, you can't make that up. That was that. That's awesome. Um, okay, a couple more here. Do you guys like have a favorite ice cream flavor? Yes. Yes, I do. It is mint chocolate chip. And if you say anything Ooh, else, mint chocolate wrong. chip. Yeah. Oh, anything with caramel in it too is good. But I'm like, <laughs> I like caramel. But when the caramel goes cold, it gets hard. No, I want to have like something like. smooth and velvety that also like makes yeah. me mint feel chocolate. Like I'm mint chocolate chip. Well, yeah, I mean, chocolate chip kind of like falls you in a false sense of security because you're like, Oh, it tastes like mint. I'm brushing my teeth, I'm being healthy. No, <laughs> I mean, I don't think about it that way. Oh, well, I do. Maybe I just sit over my it's pine ice cream too often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, oh, do you guys have dough. go ahead, cookie dough as well? Cookie dough, that's yeah, original. Yeah, that's original. Um, do you guys have like, um, since you've been out here, like, you know, you know found like a favorite like fast food place that like oh we're gonna say it together is it the one that i think it is i hope so okay cookout it is like a memphis kind of like tennessee oh man you can't change my life it's so fatty the milkshakes were amazing oh my god what is that like 50 flavors of milkshake there's like there's over 100 flavors of milkshake it's something crazy like that. Yeah. But that made me put on my fresh thing. I've lost it now. <laughs> I went very heavy, but I've lost loads more weight now. <laughs> cookout is really like, I don't understand how they do all that for that much. Oh, I'm not complaining. So I don't even want to know how they do it. Oh, I do. I want the secret. No. Oh, Give I me with it. it. I like the milkshake for me. Yeah, we definitely should have eaten before this call. <laughs> we did. That's funny. You did. <laughs> we, you see. Oh, we did. Yeah. Yep. We had panda for dinner. Mm. There you Athlete go. diet, you know. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Do that's good stuff. Um, do you guys have a, a favorite actor, actress? Ooh. I don't think so. Oh, I like um, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um. I'm just gonna say Nick Cage for the memes. That guy's a legend. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say like Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's great. The bromance that he has between him and Ryan Reynolds is iconic. Ryan um, Reynolds. Oh, Ryan Reynolds is really good yeah. too. Now that I think about it. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Um, do you, okay, so last one here. Um, if you are not a thrower, uh, you mm-hmm. would want to be a what? A chuckling thrower. <laughs> <laughs> if I was not a thrower, I'd want to be a sane individual. Um, um, I feel like life would be boring okay. without throwing. So, Amen. Um, do you mean like another sport or like another sport, yeah, another sport or like like an education? Like, what would you want to do as far as like? Ooh. I don't know, maybe because maybe because you're an athlete, you didn't, you know, you can't study certain things because it's just too much for you guys or whatever. Yeah. Ooh. I, I would like to have done um, an honors in criminal justice. Like I, I, I eventually went against the FBI. So it's going to be a lot of time. So I guess, you know, I got to kind of, if I wasn't to be a thrower, I'd, I'd be a forensic scientist in the FBI. That's cool as cool get out. Yeah. I don't know. I just love being a furla. There you go. She'd be a dancer. Oh she, yeah. She can she can throw yeah. down some moves. She she let the whip. Oh god. She's trying to <laughs> what are you trying to learn right oh, now? The, the, I'm trying to use the the, the June Borg one. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Can't dance. <laughs> I wish I could. I'd try and be a dancer. That's what I'd try. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, I just want to give you girls a chance to like, give some shout-outs, friends, family, coaches. Uh, favorite yeah. meme pages. I don't know. Just whatever. Favorite meme page. <laughs> well, the OG meme well, page. Well, should we say it together? Yeah. We'd like to shout out to memes, memes for, for throwers. <laughs> y'all, oh y'all, crack me up. Crack us up. Bring out like original content. You bring out the stuff that like we think about, but we don't even know that we think about. But you also spread awareness too. So yes. brilliant. I can send like memes to my family and they'll laugh about it. Oh my! Pa- both my parents follow your page. <laughs> I think my I think my mom does. My, my dad, my dad does. My mom does. <clears throat> That's um, awesome. Yeah. So memes for throwers, big OG. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to shout out both of my Australian and my American family. So mom, dad, Corey, Nana doing great and then the wieners my american family god bless them i love you and i love my australian family too yeah um i'd like to thank the memphis throw squad for taking a risk bringing me on i'm sure that it would be very different to not have a very loud um i don't know slightly funny australian ginger on the team but i'm (laughs) glad that i'm there yeah and my mates my mates from Yeah. yeah um i'd like to shout out to my um mainly my mum and dad um because they're so supportive and they're brilliant for me um also to coach rob too for giving me like this big opportunity where i'm able to be here it's changed my life completely and like i could never look back on it um Mm -hmm. like my my friends and american families too and obviously you know just that all the people that i've met on this journey as well it's been brilliant so Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's been really fun talking about it with you, though. Yeah, it's nice to like look back and reminisce. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. So it's been great. Thank you so much for having. Well, girls, thank you for coming on. It's been such a fun uh, hour or so that we've been on here. Uh, For those of you out there who are not uh, but need to, uh, you can follow Sam and Amber on Instagram. You can find Sam at Samantha dot Lenton. And Amber at at Amber Jonex, so A M B E R J O A N N E X X, and of course follow Memphis Throws at Memphis Throws. Check yeah. them out, give them a follow, support everything that they're doing. Best um, team, the baby. <laughs> <laughs> we can't dance. Yes. <laughs> 
But hey, thank you girls for coming on. It's been such a great time, fun laughs, and I appreciate everything you said. And honestly, just great information for those young uh, female athletes who are just potentially just wondering if they can, you know, come, you know, make the trip all the way up, you know, to the states and, and do what you guys are doing. So thank you for that. Thank oh, you. good. Thank you for having us. It's been great. It's been great. Thank you. Awesome.